0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us bless our holy God. Extol his holy name for his good. His mercy endures forever. Oh, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Bless him and forget not all his benefits. We serve an awesome God, a mighty God, a God that's worthy to be praised. Oh, bless them right now here in the morning. Go ahead and bless them right now for just waking you up one more time. Just go ahead and bless them right now where you are thanking God that you're able to have a reasonable portion of strength, uh, that you're able to wave your hand. You're able to bless them while you still have breath within your lungs. Go ahead and bless them right now. He's been good to you, better than you deserve. His grace is significant. His mercy is everlasting. His love never fails. Go ahead and just bless him right now. Just thank him. Go ahead and just give a shout of glory. Hallelujah. You are so grateful that you serve an awesome God. That you can love him, you can bless him, you can worship him. Glory, glory, hallelujah. I serve an awesome God. I'm so feel better. I feel so better since I lay my burdens down. Thank you, God, for your blood. Thank you, God, for the cross. Thank you for redeeming us, saving us and blessing us. Oh, bless them here in this place, right here, right now. Bless us where we are. Bless us in our homes, in our cars, wherever you might be right now. Bless us here in this sanctuary. God, fill us up uh, with your presence. Join me as we worship him in the time of prayer. Mighty God, we just thank you for you are God and you are God alone. There is none like you. Father, we have taken this time to Open up our hearts and our minds to receive a word from you. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you stitched us in our mother's womb. You knew us before the foundations of the earth. And, Lord, now we are desperate to know you. Desperate to seek after you. Desperate to love you and serve you and obey you. So, Father, help us in our weakness. Help us in our troubles, our trials, our tribulations. Help us in our sin sickness that we walk in obedience of your spirit, that we walk by faith, not by sight. Guide us right now to have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. Bless us, Lord, with the preaching of your word that we might see Jesus. Have your way, almighty God, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning here at Zion. Thank you for joining us through Facebook, through YouTube. If you're enjoying, please subscribe, like, share, and comment. Also, you can stay in contact with Zion on our website, www.zionbcpeoria.com. You're also able to download our app as well through the droid or the iOS store as well to stay connected on your mobile device. Uh, you can also give through the app or also you can text as well to give information on our website. If you open up your Bible with me, we'll be in the New Testament, Second Corinthians looking at the fourth Chapter. Go ahead and get your mobile app ready, your Bible ready, however you're going to be with us in the Word. Go ahead and get that ready. And as we think about, again, knowing your worth, knowing who you are, we're going to talk about basically about how the how we know who we are how we and, and how we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And yet we are also powerful and strengthened. Because I'm going to talk about uh, the subject matter this morning, looking at our text, that we are fragile and unbreakable. I want to talk about how by my cracks you can see the power, uh, of God. I want to talk about how we are truly blessed by our God that we are fearfully wonderfully made. We are fragile. We are weak, but yet we are strong. Have you ever shipped anything to somebody and you marked fragile on it? And the reason why you marked fragile on it or do not bend on it, those instructions on the card on the envelope or the package is that you want to make sure whoever is receiving it to deliver it is taking it with care that they're not going to just throw it around that the contents will be broken and unusable when it reaches their destination. But think about how you too, by God's care, you are fragile. You are in need of care and support. And God is making sure that you're going to reach your destination. I heard a few amens right there, that you understand that God's going to make sure that you will show up in the condition that he wants you to be in, even on packages that are marked fragile That are marching, uh, you know, be careful with, oftentimes have arrows on there, right? Pointing up saying this side up. Letting you know that if you're going to lay me down, lay me down this way with this side up. And, and then also let you know how you can stack upon it that stack this way, build this way that you do not harm or injure the contents that are Inside, I wish I had a few more witnesses here that's finding this what's going on, that you are trying to protect what's on the inside by giving descriptions on the outside, because what's on the outside is not as precious as that's what in the inside. I had a few few amens right there. So I want to highlight to you, point out to you that you are fragile because what's on the outside, but you are powerful for what is on the inside. We are powerful because those who call Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior, you have the power of the living God working in you, moving through you, guiding you. And so let us look at our text today. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 4th chapter, verses 1 through 15 in this entire but we're going to spend primarily on verses 1 through 10. But for the context, I want you to grab Paul writing this letter to Corinth. This is his. Second letter we have within our biblical text, some suggest there was other letter that was lost that we do not have record of. But he refers to within his text and writing to this church he's so familiar with. And so in this letter, he's preparing to defend his gospel ministry, the preaching of the gospel and his his integrity and his ethics in preaching this gospel message. And so when he's using the word we, he's not necessarily talking to the receivers of the letter, but talking about him. And his life and his legacy. Let us look at our text. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and understand methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil. It is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus sake. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Though through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death Of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus. So that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we will live in the face of death. But this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believe in God. So I spoke. We know that God who raised the, Jesus, the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit and as God's grace reaches more and more people. There will be great given and God will receive more and more glory. Praise God for his word. You are fragile. And unbreakable. The cracks that people can see is proof of God's power in you. I want to talk about how when we look at this, look how Paul's pointing out that he is enduring hardship, pain and trouble with purpose. He's not upset that he's having a hard time preaching this gospel because he knows the power of the gospel. I want us to kind of look at Paul as the model of how we ought to walk out our own Christian life, our own uh, discipleship, being fully devoted followers of Christ. How we like Paul to need to pick up our cross and follow after Christ. Paul has laser like He does not mind being used by God. That's why the text tells us that he will never give up. It points out he rejects all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. He's not trying to trick anyone. He's not distorting the word of God. He's not telling what the itching ears want to hear. He's not telling them things that's just going to make them feel better about themselves. If he has to tell them the truth, if he has to rebuke them for sin, he has to tell them what sin is. He's going to boldly proclaim the word of God. We need to not sugarcoat some things just to make somebody receive it. If they need the brutal truth, if they need the bald face of honesty, we got to be willing to stand up and tell what the truth of the word of God, what thus saith the Lord Paul shows leisurely focus in preaching this gospel because he is determined not to give up no matter the hardship he has to endure in his life. Paul's focus is on the mercy of God instead of the problems that are he's facing. Do you understand that and actually find out that when They told Paul that you are going to be bound if you go this way. Paul says, hey, I go even if I die, I still must go what God has called me to do. Even when he was shipwrecked, he was still willing to give God praise because God kept him. And here's the point. He knew that no matter what happened on the ship, God told him he's going to stand and proclaim the gospel. See, Paul understood that I don't care what I got to go through as long as my God's going to pull me through. I heard a few amens right there. That we understand that if I just stay focused on what God has called me to do, he's going to get me in the condition that he wants me to get in. Y'all remember my intro, right? The packaging, was what's needed is it needs to be protected so that a can get to their destination. Now, I'm talking about an earthly destination in this text, in this context. But in the text, we're talking about our eternal destination, over and glory forever. Hello and never goodbye. And so Paul is pointing out, I got to stay focused on what matters most. I got to preach this word. I got to teach this word. I cannot be distracted by the schemes of the enemy that's trying to lead me to go against the will of God, but I got to reject all that is shameful. I got to have good ethics and be a person of integrity and not be using underhanded methods to deceive people, to lie people just so that they can give me something because I'm not here for me. I'm here to bring glory Unto God. So Paul is saying true to the word of God. We, too, got to stay true to the word of God. We have to make sure our motives are the right reasons that we're not being deceitful. We're not trying to get personal gain, but we're trying to bring glory and honor to God. We don't want to be bad witnesses of the gospel, but we want to be women and men of God. that when people see us, they see truth, they see integrity, they see honesty. They see God working in us. So we got to live a life. That others can see God working in us. So we reject what's wicked, what's evil. We turn away from from lies and slander. We turn away from from the lust of the flesh and we try to be holy for he is holy. We sow the word of God that's in us by walking it out, by living it out. We reflect the word of God in our speech and in our actions. People don't have to guess that we love God. We don't have to tell people we go to church. We shouldn't have to tell people we love the Lord, but they'd be able to see what's different. And then we open up the opportunity of witnessing and testifying what God is doing in our lives. But understand, just as other people are observing you, Satan's observing you because he's trying to get you to fall for the snares of the traps so that you can be a, a hindrance to others. Satan is all he does is deceive and trying to kill and steal and destroy. The has come that we might have life and life more abundantly. So we must choose to have his word. We must choose to stand in the power of God's might and his strength. That's why we have to be able to preach this gospel to remove the darkness and expose the wicked schemes of the enemy. Because look what Paul continues to say in chapter four, second Corinthians, verses three through four. He says, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil. It is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. And so what is pointed out to us that we need to help expose this wickedness, expose those who are who are being deceived by the enemy, those who are living in darkness, those who are living in sin. And it's pointing out, those who are not receiving the truth are perishing. They're dying. They're dying because they don't have the word of hope. They have not received it. Jesus made it very clear that he is the light of the world. And he says those who reject him because they reject him. Because they love the darkness more than they love the light and they already have been judged. We need to let people know that you don't have to walk in darkness, which you can repent and turn. But there are those who are in love with darkness and they want you to be in love with what they're in love with. But we need to let them know that and remind them and demonstrate to them that we're in love with Jesus. And being in love with Jesus, we will walk in light and not in darkness. We want to be where he is. And God is light. He is holy. He is righteous. So therefore, I won't walk in darkness. I won't walk in evil. I won't walk in wickedness. I won't walk in lies and deceit. I won't walk in slander. I won't walk in curse, but I'll walk in blessings. So we need to be light for others. We need to be a lamp. We need to be like a lighthouse. What does the lighthouse do? It it helps ships and boats to see the hindrance of rocks so they don't crash and fail. The lighthouse basically brings light to those boats helps help save them and stop them from perishing, stop them from crashing. We, too, have some people in our lives that we need to be lights to to stop them from perishing, stop them from crashing, stop them from hurting themselves. But yet, if you turn your light off, if you turn your back and you decide that I'm not going to speak up for the word of God because I'm fearful of what they might say about me, how they might attack me, how they might hinder me, we're only hurting ourselves and hurting them, and now we're letting the enemy win, we need to let the enemy know or put him on notice that our God has given us power and given us strength that we are more than conquerors. I'm good past my friend. Y'all know i Pastor past the brains to say the devil don't like me and I don't like him. The feeling is mutual. Let's get it on. We need to continue fight and destroy and take back whatever the enemy's trying to do. We need to command and stand on our ground and be powerful in the might of God. Do not allow others to stop you from preaching and teaching truth just because they disagree with it. You need to speak truth because truth will set them free. So as we're being lights, Paul continues on to pointing out how he has to preach this gospel, even as it's a hindrance, even that it's causing to be in chains, even as he's been caused to be beaten, as even as it's causing him to be rejected by his own people, he still has to preach, not himself, but Christ. Verses five and six says, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus sake. For God, who said, let there be light in darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the faces of Jesus Christ. Paul shows us how being light to others will help us to see who we are in God's eyes. He points out here that I'm preaching not myself, but I'm preaching Christ. If I'm preaching Christ, I'm preaching that he is Lord. And so I'm showing my relationship that if he is Lord, what then I must serve him as Lord. But also he points out to them that not only will I serve Christ as my Lord and Savior, but also I'm serving you and preaching this gospel. I'm letting you know that I'm here to serve you. I'm here to proclaim the truth of God. I'm not here to benefit myself. I'm not here to make myself wealthy. I'm not here to make myself better. I'm here to make you better. If my call my life. I'm willing to do it if it's going to help you come to know the gospel. It may cause me some troubles and some trials and some tribulations. It may cause me to be locked up. It may cause me to be in chains. But yet, if I can set you free, knowing that I must suffer so that you might know life, Paul is willing to do so. If you think about it, how much more do we do that as parents? For our children, if i got to work longer hours just to provide for my child, if i got to do anything to keep my child safe, I'm going to do it. You you can watch YouTube videos, right, of a father going to grab a, a bobcat or fighting off for a dog for their children. You can see things that will do anything and everything to defend our family, those whom we love. How much more do we need to defend this great gospel, proclaim this gospel that people might have life and life more? Abundantly, Paul did not promote himself, but he preached Christ as Lord. He humbled himself before the Lord and he humbled himself before those who he was preaching. We need to have a heart and a mind of humility uh, that we don't make it about ourselves. That we realize I am fragile, I am weak, but yet greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So though I know my condition, I can boldly stand up before the Lord knowing that he's got my back. He's going to keep me. That I want to be light to those who need light and dispel the darkness, remove the blinds, remove the veil, so that they can see the truth and know the truth and how the truth will set them free. And so when we have this heart of humility, and we humbly break ourselves down, we want to get into how we're going to let this light fully shine and be used by God. Look at verses six with me. "For God who said, "Let there be light in the darkness." has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. i we read that again. Look at the New Living Translation. It says, For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Because of what God Has put in us. It enables us to get a glimpse and a taste. Of seeing Jesus. Here's again. When God said let there be light in darkness. Echoing on Genesis. Let there be light. This light. This light of the world. That gives life. Is Jesus. And so this light. Is now in our hearts. So that we might know him. To know him is to love him, to love him is to serve him, to serve him is to worship him. And so that we might know him, to love him, to serve him, to worship him, that we might see him face to face. And here's a beautiful thing that one day we will see him face to face when he comes back again to establish his kingdom. We have a new heaven, and a new earth. But now we have an opportunity that we can feel what it feels like to be in his presence when we think about the love of Jesus. And all He's done for us. When we think about how He bled for us, we think about how He died for us. Think about how He defeated death for us. Think about how He rose from the grave for us. Think about how He's calling us home to be with Him. We can think about this love, and so this love that's in us, this love that's in us, that's in this fragile vessel, that's being constantly attacked on every side. It's constantly being uh, seeked after and hunted after by the enemy. Uh, that we find out that regardless of what they do to us, they cannot defeat us because what God has put in us is love, His power, the power of this gospel, the power of redemption. Look at with me in verses seven through ten of this fourth chapter of Second Corinthians. It says we now have again this we re- representing Paul, but I want us to look upon this how if it can do God can do for Paul, He can do for us. But again, remember. We, too, got to be like Paul, have to be laser focused on the will of God, on the purpose of God, and allow God to direct us in our lives. And then we, too, with the same confidence as Paul, would know that when I am doing what God has called me to do, walking in righteousness, walking in obedience, I will see God's power, hallelujah, moving in me because of the right connection. So, again, he says, we now have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Though through suffering our bodies continue to share in the death, Of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. What makes us strong is the power within. And Paul is so passionate in preaching this gospel because of the power of the gospel and because of the power that's in him to preach this gospel is revealed in his preaching and serving God. And so that's why he has this light shining in, in, in his heart that we, too, can have this light shining in our hearts because of this fragile clay jar. This fragile clay jar is basically our fragile body, our mortal body that's going to be destroyed. That's not as strong. Basically, this fragile clay jar, we're not as strong as impervious metal. We're not as strong as, the, as whatever. You can build and forge through the fire. We're made out of jars of clay, right? You drop us, we'll break. But he's pointing out here that because what God puts in us, it changes our condition on the outside. That once we were easily broken, but now we're able to endure more harsh and more pain, more trouble, because we're doing it for God's glory. We're doing it for his sake. We're doing it to bring him glory. And so within that, we're able to withstand whatever the enemy going to throw out at us because we have this treasure this treasure is a fragile vessel made of clay our mortal flesh bodies this treasure that's within this fragile vessel is the exceeding power of god the gospel the message the gospel message coupled with preaching this gospel message that paul is pointing out so not only do we want to have this gospel within us but now we want to work out this gospel we want to live this gospel We you know the gospel means that you have to go make disciples that we go out and teach others how to live. That we are living as women. We're. we're not just living by ourselves and saying, I'm saved. You need to work it out. But we are a body of Christ. We are the church. We have duty. One. One to another, that if I'm good, I gotta make sure you're good and that we're good together and, and how blessed it is for brethren who are together in unity. There's a joy of coming together to fellowship and to worship collectively. And so the more I can do the work of God and, and make myself strong, I can be a better witness to help others. And so we will not forsake the assembly of coming together such as some have, but we will come and encourage each other through love, through preaching, through teaching and working out this gospel message and living out this gospel message. And then we'll see the power that exists because we know we have power through God. The power is not in us. We don't have power by ourselves. We don't have power by ourselves. We are not independently powerful. But yet when we are connected to the right source, we have power in this mortal fleshly body. We know how great is the power of God because how great of the power of God is in us. That we are witness and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Therefore, for that power to be made known, we need to be dead to this world and alive in Christ. That we show the power of the resurrection that we no longer live in this flesh, but we live in the word of God, in the Holy Ghost of God, in the spirit of God, obeying him. And this power that Paul is experiencing in God, we too can experience. We look at Paul as our model again and we see that God is working in him as he's working in us through these fragile frames. We got issues. We got trouble. We don't always do everything right. Sometimes we we still backslide and do some of the things we know our God has delivered us from. I I I guarantee if I stay around you, as you can stay around me, get mad enough, you might say some stuff you might regret. You might do some things you might regret, but thank God for with his grace and his mercy that I will bend, but I won't break. I'll turn back to him and I'll return back to him and say, Lord, forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for my wandering eye. I forgive me for my my hateful tongue. Forgive me for my my unethical ways. And Lord, redeem me, restore me through your word. And when we seek after him, we understand that that he's changing us, he's transforming us so that we can be better witnesses for his glory. We, We need to understand that our God is working in us and through us for his glory. We are as followers of Christ. We are called to preach this gospel, to teach this gospel, to live this gospel. And we see how the gospel moves in our lives. That's where the power comes, right? To see a, a person give their life to Christ, that's power. To see someone to be healed by the gospel, that's power. And so that's why we can look again at verses 8 and 10 says, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We, 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 the box says stack this way, and somebody's not following the instructions. They're not playing fair. They're hitting us on other sides, but yet we're able to endure this. Yes, well, I got a little bit of cracks, but I'm not crushed. I, I, I got a little bit of damage, but I'm not hurt. I'm, I'm perplexed. I, I'm feeling confused. I'm, I'm getting some doubt, but I will not give up. I have hope. My hope is in Christ. And since my hope is in Christ and, and my hope is on him, I, I know that I'm going to make it through, even though it seems dark, though it seems desperate. It seems that I'm, I might give up in this perplexing situation, but I'm not in despair because I have hope. My hope is built on nothing less. But Jesus Christ and his righteousness, even though the enemy is trying to seek me and hunting me like a lion seeking to devour me. But I won't be abandoned by God. He is my shelter. He is my provider. He is my strength. When you think about how he's trying to hunt us like a wolf, like a lion. We know the story about David. What did David do for his sheep? Did he not fight off a bear? Did he not fight off a lion? What did David have to fight off a bear and a lion? He might have had them slingshots, right? And them same slingshots he was able to use to defeat that bear and that lion. He was able to defeat Goliath that was standing before him. And then what do they know David as a shepherd and the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The, the stick of the shepherd is also used to beat off the, the dogs and beat off the animals. So when David ran after the Goliath with a stick, he didn't see the slingshot. He says, you're going to beat me like a dog. But David bring out the slingshot and he killed the giant. He slayed the giant because David understood the same God that was with me when I was fighting the bear and the lion. now I'm facing this giant that's bigger than what I faced before, But my God is bigger than whatever I'm facing. If you can testify to understand that I know I might be going through some hardships. I, I might be perplexed. I, 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 might, be, I might be having per, uh, despair on every side, but I won't give up. I won't I won't be crushed and I can't be hunted and forsaken. Because through the suffering, through what I'm going through, being knocked down, I get back up again. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. God's work in you Is seen through your brokenness So why the cracks are proof of his power Well if you have light inside of you And you are solid Nobody can see that light But yet if you become broken That light can shine through those cracks And illuminate So the other can see what God is doing in you You see When we think we got it all together, we act like there's no problems with us. But when we know that I am saved by His grace, that I am not righteous, that I am in desperate help, in desperate need of His help, of His Spirit, then I am strong, because it's no, it's not the power of me, but the power of Him. So Paul points out that He's willing to suffer. He says. Through our suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Paul is pointing out that I'm willing to suffer. I'm willing to die. I'm willing to take on this sacrifice so that you, the receivers of this letter, the receivers of this gospel, might know life. Well, Christ says, greater love than know this than a man that lays life down for another. Paul demonstrates this love. We when we are in Christ and broken, we are able to show our true power and shine like lights for the glory of the Lord. We look towards joining the God, our God in victory when he comes back again. Paul sees that preaching this gospel may cost his life in this world. But he knows that he has a place over in eternity that cannot be destroyed. And so he says, yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus So that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death. But this has resulted in eternal life for you. So that's why Paul continues to preach. We see in verses 13 to 15. I'm going to encourage you to continue to live regardless of what you're facing. Remind yourself, as it says in verses 8 through 10, you may be pressed on every side, but you won't be crushed. You may be perplexed. But you won't be driven into despair. You may be hunted down, but you won't be abandoned. You may be knocked down, but you will not be destroyed. You will not be defeated. You can get back up again. So I want to encourage you to realize that yes, you are fragile, but you're unbreakable. Don't get upset that you have cracks. Let people know my cracks show the power of God. Because you can see my cracks in me and mean I was not crushed. Because you can see my scars in me and mean I was not defeated. Because you can see me standing up now, you know I got back up because I was knocked down. But the enemy cannot defeat me because my God has given me strength and given me power. So I'm encouraging you to walk in His power. Walk in His purpose. If you do not know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, now's the time. Say, Lord, I give my life to you. I surrender to you. Let him have his way in your life And he will help you to remove what is wicked Remove what is shameful And he will fill you up with his spirit And your response will be to read his word To meditate on his word To join a Bible preaching, teaching church To help you walk in discipleship to help you to shun what is dark, what is evil, what is wicked So that you can be full of his light Full of his power And also realize that you We'll need His grace and His mercy, for it's not easy. But great is He that's in us, and He that is in the world. So let us walk around fragile, but know we're unbreakable, because our God cannot be beat, because He has put His power in us, and that power enables us to show uh, His love in our light for His glory. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we are fragile jars of clays, but you have put within us a power that sustains us, that empowers us, emboldens us, and reminds us of how you love us, how you care for us. Now Lord, there might be someone today who decided they want to know you as a Lord and Savior. They confess you Christ, Died on the cross for their sins and rose from the grave on the third day. Lord, I thank you for your saving power, your redeeming power. We thank you, Lord, for how you love us and forgive us. Thank you, Lord, that you never give up on us, Lord, the times we struggle, the times we stray. Oh, thank you, Lord, we can call on you and your faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness if we confess our sins to you. So help us, Lord, to walk with humility May we acknowledge our weaknesses. May we acknowledge our sins. May we acknowledge how much we need you so that my, we might know your power and know your strength. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed this message, please like, comment and share with somebody else and look forward to joining with you again. And Zion members, we're looking to celebrate in 142 years uh of Zion worshiping to hear and communing and serving Zion. And so before we look forward to look to celebrate uh hopefully in person again uh to worship our God. And Jesus great name, Lord, we bless you, keep you and remember Jesus loves you and so do I until we meet again. God loves you and keep you until we meet again.